In a world where pixels become planets and coding transforms into characters, the digital frontier is more exciting than ever before. Do you dream of breathing life into your own digital creatures? Crafting otherworldly landscapes or maybe even orchestrating the next epic intergalactic battle? Join us now in episode 2318 when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will answer the burning question, what do I need to know to be a VFX artist? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Hello and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's really great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, it's great to have you here. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Bill and I will be providing another answer to a great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com, this time by Rosie S. from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And Rosie asks, what do I need to know to be a VFX artist? I'm Sean Johnston, a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry, with over 28 years of experience, and today I'm a principal animator, and both Bill and I are grateful to be your host for this edition of the Seed Insider Podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston, Sean's brother in crime, partner in crime anyway, Sean's brother and partner in crime. <laughs> I'm also a veteran in the gaming world, and I specialize in 3D animation and digital VFX for over 20 years now, and it just keeps getting better every year. And by the end of our discussion today, you'll have gained a Pretty good understanding of VFX, including you know what exactly is VFX and, and some of the roles and responsibility that you have as a VFX artist, if that's the path you're choosing. Uh, we'll talk about some of the essential skills that's required to succeed as a VFX artist in the industry. And uh, we'll also explore what sets a good VFX artist apart from a great one. And uh, maybe even talk about uh, some of the different levels of VFX uh, that you can, you can look at to learning uh, as you embark on your career uh, as a VFX artist. And as a bonus, uh, we're going to take a look at some uh, interesting VFX shots, uh, kind of give you a taste of some of the magic that goes on behind the scenes. So uh, be sure to stay t to the end uh, so to check out that stuff. Um, and thanks again, Rosie, for asking this great question. Uh, so what is uh, VFX, Sean? I, there's, a, there's a lot of confusion sometimes between the terms uh, special effects or SFX and VFX, visual effects, because they're both used to create uh, visual elements in movies, and but they, retur they, they mean two different things. They're two different techniques altogether. Well, VFX stands for um, visual effects, which refers to computer-generated images, the things we talk about all the time, right? Yeah. And so that's basically images that, and effects that are added to live action footage to create that seamless and realistic final product. Uh, it's used in a variety of media, of course, uh, including movies, uh, television shows, video games, and commercials. And it can range anywhere from subtle enhancements like color correction, you know, adding a little bit of blur here and there, to compositing, um, and to complex effects like explosions and uh, creating, uh, you know, creatures in otherworldly environments. So there's specialized software and tools, of course, because you're using the computer and uh, to create these effects and you're often working closely with directors and other members of the production team to achieve those desired looks and feel of that final product, either television, video games, movies, or commercials. Yeah, so the main difference between SFX and VFX is the way they're created and added to the film. Uh, SFX, special effects, are usually captured in the camera on set during filming, uh, whereas you know VFX are used to create you know either 
the stuff that's too dangerous, fantastical, or just impossible to create uh, physically, uh, like say aliens or or buildings collapsing and you know t oceans rising uh, to to wash over cities. Um, it's 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 a pretty vast. V I mean, VFX is a huge. Uh, it's a huge umbrella. It's a huge uh, box of tools, and to try to. Uh, we're going to try to get it all in one podcast. I, I, I really think it's going to be a challenge to do that, but uh, we'll do our best. And, and so, uh, so the process of creating VFX uh, is, is, is multifaceted. I, I started as a VFX artist. I started out as a, well, I started out as a modeler uh, initially, and then I went on to animate my models. And then, of course, we want our models, our animation, animated models to, to you know, run through water or, or to, to, you know, Get run out, you know, be, it, put them on fire, say, or blow them up, or, or whatever it is, you know. I mean, so that's kind of where I got I got interested, in, and I, you know, I've got a god god complex. So, the VFX was was really a great way for me to kind of uh, live live that, you know, create oceans and 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 rivers and just you know planetary destruction, and uh, it's it it's really a. a a love, a passion of mine that I, I didn't really initially mean to get into, but as the studio required some VFX work and nobody stepped up to do it. And I said, oh, I'll do it. Not really knowing what I was getting myself into because there's such a vast array of different visual effects that can be created, uh, ranging from, gosh, you know, uh, water simulations, uh, cloth simulations. And I, I started doing particles uh, as, and I would recommend if, if you're starting out in VFX, you know, particles are probably the, the place you'd want to start out with first. But, you know, you'd move on from particles. You kind of it's kind of a you don't want to eat the whole thing. So you'd have to visual effects is something you have to learn chunk by chunk or bite by bite, if you know, if you will. Uh, I mean, there's rigid body simulations. There's uh, cloth and hair dynamic systems. There's uh, crowd simulations that, that do, you know, crowds and swarming behaviors and flocking type animations. Uh, but and each of these uh Areas have subdisciplines as well, which require a, a totally different skill set and knowledge base. So, um, you know, a lot of times effects artists will specialize in maybe one or more of these areas. But it's it's good to kind of know your way around all of them. But you know that that would take a long time. So so if you're you know looking to get into VFX, uh, cut yourself some slack. Start you know start out slow, or or maybe just pick one specific area to specialize in, uh, because that's a lot of times that's what it comes down to when you're doing production work. Yes, and I myself started out uh, doing the same, kind of similar to you, where I was a generalist, and I did you know the modeling and the texturing and the VFX and the video editing at the very end and compositing and all of those things all together, uh, as well as animating, of course. But uh, I remember you know doing a lot of early on 3D studio uh, effects, and I think a lot of the effects that we, we want to create are things that we always imagined as kids, right? We, we would run around, throw a bunch of pillows on the ground and, and act like there was lava around us, right? <laughs> so it's something we would imagine and, and we love making lava. And that's, and that's kind of a difficult thing to do uh, procedurally uh, with using VFX to make it look convincing. Uh, I, I've, I've done it. Uh, I did a, a volcano exploding that was working on um, like a, a Charlie's Angels, believe it or not video game back in um, the early 2000s or late 90s actually that was early 2000s and uh, it was uh, we, we uh, did had water effects and and it was a, it was a big mountain mountainous cave where a, a submarine went inside of it and 
There was, uh, you know, obviously water because the submarine was in the water, but the water was kind of at that point with using 3D Studio was not, it wasn't, didn't look as convincing as we wanted it to look. And it was very difficult to make the, the uh, particle effects on the waves while it was going by. It looked very fuzzy. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's what we had. that We didn't have the, the effects tools that they have today, which makes things look so much real, so much more real um, to suspend your disbelief. Uh, but uh, a lot of the effects were are, are even doing like jello. Like, it, there was warping, gooey uh, jello things that you would have with letters and, and just doing things like that, I think was really, really fun. Of course, fire, fire always looked bad at the very beginning. <laughs> I remember it just it didn't look good. They, they did they tried to do a, a particle effect. Um, I think it was a bunch of iPads, uh, which were plugins for 3D Studio DOS that had like fire and sparks and things like that. They just didn't look real. And that's kind of like, it's dated. You look back at some 90s and early 2000s effects and you're like, wow, uh, th that looks terrible. But remember, that's where we came from. I mean, we're, you're, don't be so arrogant. <laughs> don't seem, you know, pompous. But uh, it, it, today, everything uh, you can imagine and it can be actually seamless in all of your effect shots, including video games today. I mean, geez, look at the the uh, Unreal Engine. I, I And not the poo-poo Unity. They've got some stuff too. Uh, but just Unreal is easier to use. And it's and it's got so much support. And, and so, so there's a lot you can see in real time now that you would dream about back, back early on. Yes, and I, it's not... I'd have to say the the tools have come a long way, and of course simulations are, are, are primarily what, as well as as uh, technical advances with rendering uh, these VFX, um, and 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 usually VFX when when you have to simulate them take a, a ton of resources, and a lot of a lot of studios and a lot of a lot of individuals, artists like myself. I mean, we just didn't have the horsepower, even if we knew how to do it it was very difficult to create vfx as as uh, as someone getting trying was trying to get into the industry and so uh some of the tools today and some of the capabilities of the tools today really make it a lot easier for artists getting you know starting out today um and a lot of times they, they say it's not necessarily the tools it's the artist and, and that's true to a great degree but but when you can render something in a photo real manner that that just that just like you said allows for the the suspension of of, of your belief and um uh, and makes makes for a much more realistic uh, VFX, um, you know, like you said, as far as flood, you know, waters and, and destruction and stuff like that. It looks practically real these days. Well, yes, I agree. Uh, there are so, uh, you know, there are various roles in the VFX industry. We talked about a few of them, but some of the most common are, are like you, you do, uh, you, you did 3D modeler. I was a 3D modeler, which is basically creating three dimensional models of characters and objects and environments. Uh, with, and used in various uh, VFX shots. Uh, compositor, and, and compositing is basically uh, combining various elements of a VFX shot, including you know, live action footage, 3D models, special effects on top of that. Um, matte painters, which are create digital paintings that are used as realistic backgrounds uh, in environments for VFX shots. Um, Roto artist is, is responsible for tracing and isolating the elements of a live action footage, for example, and manipulating those and integrating into VFX shots. They'll, they'll, a lot of times they'll, they'll take the, the actors that are in the live action and they'll replace the backgrounds. And in order to replace that background, they'll, they'll take the, the artists or the artists will take the actors and rotoscope them out 
from the background in order to provide uh, various VFX behind or replace it completely uh, behind the actors and change the whole background. Yeah, I started my career, as a, as a matter of fact, early on uh, when I started doing effects, it, my first VFX work was as a rotoscope artist. And and you, we had to create those masks around objects by hand, Sean. And now they've got some pretty sophisticated software that you just click, you know, mask, automa- you know, auto, auto mask, and it creates a, a you know, mask, mats out your object with uh, an alpha channel. So it's, it's pretty amazing stuff, the tools we have today. So it does make the VFX artist job a, a whole lot easier. But, but there are some things that... Uh, that you that VFX artists need to uh, need to understand when you know if you're going to go into VFX work, you just need to understand it's a it's it's a it's a huge huge uh, thing, and, and you probably want to take it bite by bite and and not you know pick, bite off more than you can chew, and because a lot of these micro or, or sub sub disciplines uh, take a lot of time to to develop because especially if you're doing simulations, uh, simulation work. You know, it has to do with physics, and and so maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the key skills for a VFX artist. Uh, you know, such as knowing physics or, or how the principles of physics. You know, like gravity and friction and inertia and momentum and uh, uh, collision and things like that. You really, you really want to have a strong background in some of that stuff, as well as a, a you know, a key a key eye for detail uh, because, you know. How, how can you simulate something if you don't really know what it looks like? So you, you really want to have, you know, develop your powers if you're going to be a VFX artist, your, your powers of observation and, and have a, you know, really keen eye for, for uh, you know, what things look like, how they behave, how they move. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's very, imp- that's probably after, out of all the skills of a VFX artist, I, I think that's probably the most important is your, is your attention, your ability to, to, to pay attention to the, the detail uh, of certain uh physical effects basically yes and creativity of course you, you know, need to be highly creative and imaginative in order to come up with uh, unique and compelling ideas a lot of times you'll be brainstorming with with a director or something else and they'll be looking to you for um, some input and to have that creativity is is very very important and of course you said attention to detail of course you're going to need those technical skills you're going to need uh, the computer and software tools you're going to have to learn how to do that and it's a good thing to get kind of a broad base of, of understanding uh, 3D modeling, animation, um, all those things are going to be uh, working with any type of compositing or even match moving that you may be doing uh, or you know, rotoscoping that we talked about. You've got to have a great um, work collaborative, collaboratively. Uh, they need to be, you need to have basically work well with other people, uh, including directors, producers, and other members of the VFX team. And you have to be a good communicator. You can't be some uh, guy who just sits there and, and, and is kind of like mousy or, <laughs> or girl. That's that there. Um, you need to be very, very. Uh, you have to communicate your ideas very, very um, specifically a lot of times and, and well because there's so many subjectivity that goes on in, in shots that you want to make sure that you've, you you understand one another. Yeah, another great uh, skill to have is, is time management skills. Uh, you know, as a VFX artist, you have to be able to manage your time effectively because some of these VFX, uh, some of the VFX you'll be creating, are, they're they're going to be required to to you're going to be required to meet uh, pretty pretty short deadlines and and you have to deliver high quality work and that's a lot of pressure to to be under. So being able to manage your time is is a is another very important. Uh, thing that you need to, to have in order to be a VFX artist. And, um, you, and and also you have to be passionate about your work. Uh, I know when I first got into the business, I had a God complex. I, I wanted to 
you know, destroy galaxies. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's just something you, you need to, 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 to be passionate about what you're, what you're, what you're working on. And, and, uh, you know, I, as I, when I just got into VFX, I, I, it was more of a, a challenge. It was not fun because it was such a, it was so difficult. Um, you know, you have some, a lot of, Things that you know you need to learn, or how to write you know, simple codes or expressions, and and that was something that was entirely new to me. Uh, but that that's critical to, to be able to to do that. Um, right. I mean, you're you're being artistic, and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to make nice art and nice explosion. But you're there's problems that are involved with that. Um, it's a lot of problem solving. It can be like you said, complex and challenging, and you have to you have to think creatively and come up with solutions uh, to technical and artistic problems all the time. I mean, it's 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 daunting sometimes and you'll sit there and scratch your head and go how am i going to get this shot done uh and i i don't know or what happens if your computer's not working right i mean if or or your your simulation is 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 just fighting you <laughs> what do you what do you do well, yeah exactly you know a part of part of vfx creation is is optimizing or or maybe better better put is a smart use of your resources because you know Depending on how the VFX shot's laid out, you know whether the VFX is needed to be in the the background or it's a foreground element, you know hero effect, or or it's you know just something to to fill some space in the midground. The approach that you take and the the, the tools you'll use and the the kind of effects you'll create uh, will be determined by how it's being used on a usually on a shot by shot basis because you don't want to really create any more work for yourself than you have to. So most VFX are created, you know, specifically for the camera shot that's, that, that's being uh, used. And so, you know, a lot, and it's even done in, in, in Hollywood where they do practical effects, where they do explosions. Well, the, a lot of the explosions that you see on set, they're just, they're directional. They're just, they're into the camera. There's no explosion going on behind it. You don't need a 360 degree, you know, explosion. So they, 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 they shape what they shape the charges so that it looks, so they can aim it to the camera so that you get the most quote bang for your buck, no pun intended. Yes. And you're also paying attention to the mo uh, to motion, understanding the mechanics of motion and being able to create believable movement and, and animations is, is key for VFX artists. And, especially uh, when you're doing creature animation and, and character animation for VFX stuff. Lighting and shading, uh, you must understand uh, you know, how lighting works and how different shaders are, are applied to different surfaces to make, it, make that VFX look realistic and believable. And like you said, hey, how about this? Do you, how much um, programming and scripting do you, do you know? Is that something that you're, at least at the studio you work at, Bill, is that something that people are requiring now or what do you yeah, think? You, you want to have a, at least a minimum amount of scripting, uh, experience. Um, you know, it's, it's very helpful because a lot of this, a lot of the, uh, attributes that you're controlling can be con controlled through, through scripting. Um, yeah. So I, I'd say it's, it's probably high up there. It's not required necessarily, but, but if you want to be a good, so maybe we can kind of transition this discussion. What, you know, so what does make a good effects, uh, VFX artist, and that's one of them is, you know, scripting. You know, you have to have uh, the ability to, to to script and to to and and that takes a you know continuous learning. You have to. I mean, the VFX industry is always evolving, and so you have to be willing to learn, you know, how to how to do scripting. And 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 there's always new techniques coming up and new technologies. So you so it's just always a challenge to stay up on the latest trends and tools. So uh, and scripting is just just one of those things that you need to know. Uh, to be a good VFX artist, would that be mail scripting? Would it be Maya, Maya, uh, you know, or 
Mac script or Python? I mean, what, what kind of scripting are you talking about that you would? Uh, those are all good script. I mean, it really depends on the tool that you're using. Uh, like Max uses Mac script. Maya uses Mel script. Uh, you can, you can, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of things mm-hmm. are done uh, through ex- expressions where you, it's, it's little sub, sub, subscripts, if you will. Uh, that control different aspects of your simulation. So you don't have to, you know, you're not scripting an effect necessarily. I mean, at some of the higher end uh, uh, effects and some of the higher end studios, you, you would be required to, to learn that, especially when you're working with Houdini. There's a lot of uh, cool scripting that, that, that can be done uh, in Houdini that, that, you, that would really take advantage of the full, full advantage of the tool that Houdini is if you did know how to script. Uh, I would be working with a technical artist. Uh, typically, I, I kind of throw that on the technical artist that I know, either in animation or, or um, VFX or uh, other technical artists in, in the video gaming industry anyway. It's, a, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of uh, you know, it's something you should probably know uh, or have a general understanding of it. So when somebody's talking to you, um, you kind of understand what they're talking about. It's not just zeros and ones coming out of their mouth. Um, it's really... You know, you understand. I mean, I I never really programmed other than using, I'm updating myself, basic programming on a Commodore 64 back in the day. I mean, it was, it's very understandable. It's in English. Um, There's a lot of that uh, today that's very, very easy to program. And and you can take a lot of different little courses online to kind of get uh, Python courses and just kind of get, get your, your, um, your feet wet, you know, just, just to understand a little bit about that. You don't have to go too crazy. But uh, it's good to understand, have kind of an over, over, you know, high view of, of what it what it can do. Uh, yes, because you have to talk to the technical artist. You have to be able to, and, and that's typically what scripting is used for is, is, is for in tool creation. Uh, you know, the, you've got the technical artist that writes scripts to create the tools that make the artist's job. You know, the, art, the artist should basically be moving sliders around and have, you know, be do be doing the fine tuning, uh, whereas the the technical artist will you know actually write the script that creates you know some of the basic you know structures of, of what it is you're working on, and then you go in and customize it as an artist and, and, and kind of really fine tune that. So being adaptable and flexible is is another great uh, trait to have as a as a good VFX artist because project requirements are changing all the time, deadlines change all the time, and and so. Uh, you have to be willing to take on uh, new challenges and tasks uh, as required. So it, it really takes a strong work ethic as well to to kind of do that because you know to do that you actually have to work you know long hours uh, to meet those tight deadlines and it really helps you know if you have a strong work ethic to stay focused and and productive because uh, it could be really a grind if uh, and there, VFX work is is very challenging especially because. The tools have gotten so good. Uh, there's a lot of competition between studios, uh, and to try to get the work, you know, for a VFX movie, um, you know, they're 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 really some short t- short deadlines. And and if you like to, you know, work under that kind of pressure, the, a VFX artist would be a great great uh, avenue to take. Right, and, and ability to learn quickly is probably another one. You, you know, it's constantly evolving. Software changes. Uh, where where's that menu again? Oh, why did they change that? Okay, well those things happen all the time. Plus, there's new software that comes out all the time, and uh, you know you basically need to be a, 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 a have the ability to quickly learn new software and techniques in order to stay current and competitive. Um, so uh, there's also adapting to different styles. A lot of VFX work can vary widely. So in terms of um, style and tone, and a, a good VFX artist is able to adapt their style and approach to match that. The, the needs of each specific project. Um, 
And and so, how would you become a VFX artist, Bill? What, what do you what do you what do you say there? You know, I just we kind of quickly touched over it, and I'm going to kind of run a video while we're talking here. Okay. Uh, I'd say I'd say the path uh, you just want to develop your foundational skills, have a good basic basic uh, understanding of of physics, uh, because before you dive into the world of VFX, you have to really understand like some of the foundational skills in art, like design and and. Uh, you don't need a diploma or anything, but if you had one, you know, get had, if you had a degree in computer graphics or fine art, that is, or even animation, that that's really helpful. But it's it's not always necessary. I I think you just need a, a wide, uh, you know, basis for of knowledge and skills to to uh, really uh, succeed. And you know, you have to have well, you want the, you want to have a good strong portfolio in order to get hired, of course. Um, so you should create a portfolio that really just really highlights your abilities in the chosen area that you've specialized in. Uh, we're looking at some water simulations now for bat the movie Battleship. I mean, you could specialize just in water simulation, and there's different disciplines that actually go into into creating some of these VFX. And you can see that uh, you know in this particular shot here, there there's actually compositing work that goes into it, where you you lay out the layers and you uh, kind of basically paste them all together. Those are the compositing to the layers, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, th those are all important uh, to becoming a VFX artist, as well as, um, you know, just, just keeping up on the tools. I'd say that's really important. you got to kind of understand what the industry standard software is that you're going to be using. Uh, and you can do that through, you know, online classes and tutorials and stuff like that. YouTube is always great. You can pay for them or not. Uh, but you really want to... You know, practice using those programs and, and, and developing some of those techniques that, that you can you know, show in your demo. Right. And there's also, of course, formal education. That's that's uh, that's also uh, we don't we don't discourage people from getting a formal education it can be pretty expensive. But at the same time, if, if money's not an object for you, that's that's where I would do. I would go and do that. Um, then, of course, uh, attend workshops, conferences uh, and then build your network. And then, like you said, keep learning, um, practice. Um, you could. I think you mentioned something about specializing in a specific area. Consider specializing in a area of VFX, such as uh, those things we mentioned: compositing, three D modeling, texture lighting, um, and then collaborate with other artists. By your networking, you can learn new skills and share knowledge. And today, with the internet, of course, you can. You, it's all over the place. There are also some bad. Obviously, there's some bad uh, stuff out there as well. But just make sure you you you're you're at a a, a, a reputable uh, either a school or um, a website that you 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 trust uh, that the people are actually putting out good work, and remember to, to always develop that strong work ethic. Uh, it's it's demanding and time consuming to do VFX, so it's essential uh, to have that strong work ethic to to succeed in the industry. You don't want to be that guy that nobody likes to work with, um, or girl that nobody wants to work with, um, and then somebody who's you know thinks that their their stuff is just the best of the best and nobody can you know I'm, I'm better than everybody else you don't want to have that type of attitude as well and you want to stay inspired by watching films TV and playing video games uh, well, those kind of things as well but hey I, I wanted to show a little a couple, one little thing uh, before we go because where we have to wrap up okay look at this Jurassic World remember check this out this is kind of a funny shot they, nobody really notices but the look at the difference in the shadow from Chris Pratt to the dinosaur the direction of that do you know that was left in the movie you see that i do yeah so so if you if you watch the shot i'm not going to show the whole shot but anyway that that's the end shot right there and, and that's what i want to show um so anyway i guess we have to kind of wrap it up here so well, 
Um, yeah, I was just going to, before we go, I, I just, you know, there's a lot of software out there, a lot of tools out there. Uh, if In my view, I, I would gravitate towards side effects Houdini. That is the industry standard for creating any kind of visual effects. You get, you can do it in Maya. You can in video games do too. it in, in other mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. In video. Yeah. It's actually making its way into video games. That's production. what I mean. Yep. Uh, and so uh, you can, uh, and so for compositing, you know, there's black magic fusion, there's nuke, there's other great ones, but those are probably the two that, that I would, I would start with. Uh, at least from a compositing standpoint, you can always actually, you don't even have to simulate all these effects. You can actually composite live action effects into your stuff. And that's that's kind of when you're on a budget. And, and that's kind of how I started out uh, creating my effects was just basically putting in uh, pre-rendered stuff into, you know, there's, there's certain issues that you have to deal with, but for a lot of things you can actually uh, do quite well. And FX Home, uh, Hit Film can can provide some of those. There's a lot of footage warehouses that you can get cool VFX stuff from, but those are, those are a couple of them. Um, so, uh, yeah, right. Sean. Uh, well, we'd like to thank you for being a, our uh, part of our podcast today. We really had a great time answering uh, Rosie's questions. Uh, what do I need to know to be a VFX artist? And we hope you enjoyed our discussion, that you learned something new uh, that you didn't know along the way, because we believe it's imperative to learn at least one new thing every week, whether you need to or not. And if you did, do us a small favor and share it around with some of your friends, because word of mouth is the best kind of advertising. And then make sure you hit that like button hit subscribe uh, too because it helps YouTube's algorithm find other people like you are interested in, in AI, CGI, VFX related stuff, um, VFX, everything uh, and here that we talk about on the CG Insider podcast. And by the way, if you, uh, we do these projects or these, excuse me, these podcasts just for you. And if you uh, got a subject you'd like us to discuss, you can let us know by shooting it over to our website uh, and uh, do go to the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything drop down just like Rosie did. Uh, we're always looking to improve our podcast and add content to it so to make them a little bit more interesting and useful to you so we need your input. Please leave us a comment below uh, and if you do, no guarantees, there, there's a good chance uh, that we'll read it during one of our future podcasts and mention you by name. Yeah, and if you... Uh just in case you didn't know, we, we bring you a new edition of the CG Insider Podcast right here every week. And we discuss everything having to do with computer graphics and CG animation, digital VFX, and other cool and interesting uh, related topics. And you can find uh, audio versions of our podcast on all major audio podcast platforms as well. And I think I already showed that video. Let's look at something else while I'm talking. Uh, uh, if you haven't checked out our uh, CG Bros YouTube channel yet, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film uh, entertainment. And it's created by some of the most talented new media producers out, uh, and VFX studios out there. We've got a lot of studios to, to sh show their work on our channel as well. Uh, you'll find some cool VFX breakdowns from them and uh, behind the scenes making ofs as well. I, those are particularly interesting to me. Uh, and we can't wait to see you here for next week's podcast uh, where we'll be answering another great uh, fan question. What are the top solutions for motion, motion capturing? That, that's a good one. We've talked about motion capture in a, a recent podcast as well. So uh, we're going to take a look at some of those solutions. I know a little bit about that. We'll see you next time. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what do I need to know to be a VFX artist? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high quality content for you to enjoy. 
and leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell for instant notifications when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider Monthly Newsletter. Go to our website, thecgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are the top solutions for motion capturing? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2318 of the CG Bros Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.